Hi guys and welcome to the Just Play Golf podcast with me, Matthew Fivian and Lyle Kirkham. <laughs> Fantastic. So what we're going to try and talk about, like I said in the intro, is just all things golf. Obviously outside of golf, we've got lots of issues going on, especially right now with COVID-19. But we'll probably finish with that and we're going to start. We've had a little bit of a chat before we got going and we're going to have an intro of ourselves. We're going to talk about how we got here why we're here, and just a little bit of an understanding of, of where each of us have got. Does that sound okay, Lyle? That's perfect with me, Matt. Fantastic. So I'll give a bit of an intro around me and, and how, I've, how I've basically ended up a professional golfer, I suppose. Yeah. So I started playing golf when I was 13. Um, I wasn't very good. I was told I was not very good. Um, and I've seen it as sort of a, a personal challenge to become a little bit better. Um, I carried on. I won a club championship when I was 16. I retained it when I was 17. So I was the youngest ever junior in, in the club's history to do that. Um, and I retained it then when I was in 17. So that was, they were some big junior achievements for me. I played junior county golf for under 14s, under 16s and under 18s for Glamorgan. Um, I also played for Welsh universities. Never got a full Welsh cap. Um, it's something I kind of wish I could have got. Um, but that's part of the journey, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. So tell us about your current situation at the moment then, Matt, what, you, what you've been up to recently. So I just bought a driving range um, on, top, on top of a mountain in the Ronda in South Wales. So that's my... That's my passion at the moment. Is trying to get it going. I, I before that, I was uh, I was working for a company called Valley's Golf, which was geared to give people um, a chance to play a sport and they ordinarily wouldn't play in a socially and economically deprived area. And enjoyed the, the process of becoming a better golfer, getting out at plus one and, and chasing, still chasing that dream of playing. Really, that's kind of how it got me to that point. And I just built it really from from that into to working for Valley's. Valley's Golf, which was a fantastic thing for me. I learned a massive amount from them. I learned a massive amount for the PGA. And then somehow ended up buying the premises in November um, 2019. All went through on the 11th of November. And then we moved into getting it open on the 14th of December. And ever since, really, it's been a, it's been a pretty rough ride. I thought I was having a rough ride with my golf before. I was speaking to you, Lyle, about that and trying to get it on on course again which we'll probably get to in some other sessions and it was really difficult so I've gone from a really rough playing situation and coaching situation into a really uncertain economical time and the big thing for me and the skills I've learned from you I want to pass on to other people and let them have that opportunity to figure out look this is a bad time everybody's in the same place what skills have we got as golfers and from other sports because I'm yeah. Oh, sorry. I had a phone call halfway through that then. It's it okay. Off. I think it's carried on recording. Did it really? Okay, perfect. Sorry. <laughs> I was just halfway through and had to kind of say it was my nan. So I was just saying, nan, I'm just on a podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <bad. laughs> That's definitely going to be one of the bloopers. <laughs> I might even let that just roll out. It was really good. <laughs> Apologies for that. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. <laughs> so just tell me, where, um, where was you on the journey? Sorry. I was just saying that we bought the um, the driving range 
um, and basically how we've got it to where we are. And that, you know, we're trying to use, you know, I was with you on um, getting, improving my psychological skills and my sport base um, to basically get to a difficult time, which is a financial uncertainty plus getting back into playing sports. But also, like you come from a multi-sport background in terms of the cricket and the golf. I think you've played some other bits and pieces. I sort of mainly stuck with the golf through my career. Yeah. And just explaining that th- those psychological skills that we've had in the other sports can help us now mm. in the current climate and hopefully see us through the, the, this particularly bad time and into the better times of uh, greener pastures, as it were. That's it. And I think my, my, my approach to kind of life in general is that we're, we're constantly faced with battles or challenges. But um, my view of it is we have to look at it from an opportunistic kind of approach. And in every kind of every challenge that we face, there's always an opportunity to learn and grow. I mean, a lot of it is a lot of my kind of philosophy is taken from medicine. OK. In the way that once once there's a challenge in medicine, it's a learning opportunity. Uh, to avoid that situation again. And I think at the moment we're in uncertain times, but we can still, and this is this is why it's a brilliant opportunity for us to kind of have these conversations. It's an opportunity for people now to invest time in other aspects that they may not have had the time to invest it in. And that can be exactly what we're on about here, whether it's learning about uh, a new skill that within golf, it's something that they've always wanted to do, whether it's strength and conditioning, whether it's psychology, whether it's technical tactical development whoever it's we are now faced with a a situation where we've got a little bit more time on our hands yeah definitely I think everybody's is feeling that little bit of extra time on the hands being you know for a lot of people stuck in the house like I'm from a very sort of golfing business perspective like golf is is literally full of it's very stereotypical this but full of all older gents all Mm. you know it's a very older generation because they retire they've got the time and i know we're going to talk about the time it takes to play golf but you know Mm. my heart goes out to to the boys that are looking out the window especially today it's a very cold breeze that's running around but they must be looking out at it going really really Mm. we've had all this bad weather we've had flooding and now I can see grass and I can see there's no fog and I'm stuck inside looking and I can't get out. And that's going to be infuriating. And it's going to be lonely as well. You know, those, mm. those guys at, at, the, you know, at that end of our game, you know, they've, they've, they just want to get out, but they can't. And it's up to us on a sort of political post and, and environmental post right now is that, Look, guys, stay. If you've got to stay in, you're not you're showing any symptoms. Stay in. We'll we'll keep you mm. entertained for a little bit. There's things you can do if you're bored. We can help you your golf game, even in the house. We'll come. We'll come up with a couple of things. We'll you know I'll do a couple of YouTube videos of things. I know we're gonna we're a bit remote at the minute. We're definitely separated, mm. just so you know, guys. Lyle, where are you based at the moment? I'm based in the West Midlands, so I'm in and around Birmingham, um, East Midlands as well, up in Burton. Fantastic. So between the two. There's definitely more than two meters between us at the minute, so everybody that's listening <laughs> and knows that yeah. we're uh, we're definitely separated by about a hundred miles. <laughs> that's it. And one of the one of the things that I'm mostly jealous of from you, Matt, is when you post those um, Instagram posts of of the early morning views of the Ronda Valleys and stuff like that. We definitely don't get that in Birmingham. It's very grey over here. Yeah, no, it's 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 a beautiful place. It is. A, it's a truly beautiful place, and that's the one good thing about the people that have got some home isolation in the wrong the, and if they do manage to get out for a walk we've got we have got some of the best views in the world we're very we're very very lucky 
So what's, what would you say your purpose is then, Lyle? What would you say? Why have you come? What's your why? That's a good one, isn't it? From science Yeah, that, science, I'll tell you what, why? that's a great question. Yeah, I love, I love that question. It's, a, uh, it's definitely my purpose, I believe, over the last couple of years has been to really develop me as a, uh, as a support uh, mechanism for other people. I think that is really summarising that. So um, yeah. I decided, so I've always been involved in and around sports. I think sports has been a massive, massive part of my life. I always remember, uh, well, I was actually named after Sandy Lyle, the golfer. Oh, wow. Um, really? So my, yeah, yeah. My granddad, my granddad was a really, really keen golfer. Um, he, he wanted me to be professional. He wanted me to do all of these different things in and around golf. And I always remember he was the first person that got me involved in sport, took me out onto the golfing uh, golf course. It was, I'm actually sitting, i tell you what, this is actually really scary. I'm actually sitting probably about uh, a five minute journey away from the first golf course I ever played at. Oh, wow. So it's a real, real kind of uh, hit home moment for me. But yeah, I always remember just the feeling that I got the first time on the golf course was just was just absolutely incredible. Uh, seeing all the trees blowing. I think it was summertime as well. Um, I always remember the first swear word I ever heard as well. And that was from my granddad because he shanked one into the trees. <laughs> so it was, a, yeah, it was a big moment. Yeah, I've always been in and (laughs) I love that. So you start your first golfing memory is somebody shanking it straight into the trees. That's that's brilliant. That's it, yeah. (laughs) So you definitely learn a lot. But yeah, I've definitely been in in and evolved um, around sport. Always been, uh, especially the the era that I grew up in as well. Every opportunity we had growing up, I was on the field with my friends, whether it was playing golf, playing cricket, football, uh, hockey always been in and around sport and I've very much used it as a, a social um, a social network for myself. But it was only in and around probably uh, year 10 or 11 where I realised that I had a real passion for psychology and that was when I got to access it at A-levels. Okay. And I just remember something was just captivating of whether it was the, the, the different understanding of how humans behave and how different we are as human beings. That was just something that was really, really interesting to me. And then when I actually got a chance to kind of combine that interest in psychology with sport, which I, I'd always had a passion for, something just made sense. And I mean, we talk, we've spoken about it a little bit and Bob's about light bulb moments, Matt, haven't we? Yeah. That was a light bulb moment for me in my, in my kind of career journey. Um, so I, I went away and I went to university. I did sport and exercise psychology at Staffordshire University and then realised I could do a master's as well. Or realised it wasn't actually I could do a master's. I needed to do a master's to be a uh, sport and exercise psychologist. Fab. Um, so I did that. And I'm currently on um, my stage two route to become a HGPC registered psychologist. So. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I'm about, uh, I'd say about five. I'm about six years down the route to becoming. So six years down an eight year route to become a chartered psychologist. So I've got two years to go. So but loving absolutely every moment. And like you said, my purpose really is to provide that support to individuals who, who, um, who want it. Brilliant. So if I know we're going to have some listeners that are going to want to get in touch, especially now, because it's, it's something they can meet up with you, not necessarily meet up face to face, but it's definitely like we've never actually physically met, which is a yeah. strange thing. Um, but just tell the guys how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so uh, my company that I set up 18 months ago is Spark Performance. So it can be found over all social media platforms. I'm on Instagram, uh, Spark underscore perform. I'm on Facebook, just type in Spark Performance. And I'm also on Twitter. Um, 
but I also have an email address. So it's spark underscore perform at outlook.com. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's, it, it's, it's, it's one of those I offer Skype, um, FaceTime sessions, online sessions, all that sort of stuff. But like you said there, it's, uh, we've never actually physically met one-to-one have we which is actually interesting but i feel like we, we've we've been connected for three or four years yeah well that's probably because i uh whisper on quite a bit as well so that, <laughs> that probably uh explains explains most of that but no like just i know it's a fairly simple concept but just explain the name why why spark uh well the spark actually resonates uh because alongside my studies i was working part-time as an electrician and they're commonly known as Sparkies. Love it. And uh, yeah, so for some reason, when I was actually going to choose the name and doing the branding behind the name, obviously the I wanted to kind of um, have a backstory and, and, and have an understanding. It wasn't just a throwaway kind of meaning. And then obviously uh, combining that with sports psychology, I think when you give uh, an individual that kind of technique that works for them and is a real game changer for them, I think I've mentioned it earlier, it's like a light bulb moment. That's it. And that light bulb moment links in with Sparky. And from there, we got Spark Performance. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely brilliant. You don't just work with individuals either. You work with teams and businesses as well, mm. don't you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So a lot of my work is um, in and around different sports. So British Athletics, Motorsport UK, uh, GB Hockey, all of those sorts of stuff. And then down to Stoke City Ladies F- um, FC, so which is a really, really diverse environment. And I think ladies football is... Um, ladies sport in general is, is only going in one direction so it's a fantastic and fascinating role to be working with Viv. definitely have you seen that um, video going around at the minute where it's a woman footballer she's dislocated her kneecap slaps her knee back in and then carries on no I haven't seen that oh but you've got oh, to watch wow. it it's disgusting but at the same time you just kind of like I wonder if any of the men could watch that and just get up and carry on it's uh, it's very much. Um, it reminded me of uh, Sean Edwards when he broke his neck and carried on playing rugby league back in the eighties. So I was I was I was very impressed. There's a definite yeah. definite different psychology anyway, for sure. Oh, where was the physio there? <laughs> Just whacked it in. Carry on. Get on with it. We're, we're, we're playing a game of football, and I've got bigger things to do. And it was she was in pain, but she just slapped it yeah. in, got up, and and cracked on, which was I was fairly impressed with. But Jeez. so. The reason why this podcast came around for sort of for me and, and for you is we were literally a couple of weeks ago, we were trying to knock it around um, and trying to work out how we were going to get it done. And we literally tried, just so everybody knows, we tried to do it. We failed miserably um, a couple of days ago because we were trying to get something done. Um, and up until that point, we were talking about it and we were talking about it and we were talking about it. We just couldn't find the time or anything else. And then we just said, look, this has to happen. And I've been running around trying to find ways to get things done. Just start it. Mm. And that's pretty much where Just Play Golf has pretty much come from. Just play golf. There's not a whole world. For me, technique-wise, people, you know, we can go in as much technical detail as you want. We can talk about pressure on right side, left side through ball, shoulder rotation, hips, ankles, knees, triple extensions, what the club face is doing at impact, strike versus um, swing speed versus, you know, <laughs> and precision. You know, you can go into a whole wealth of it. But ultimately, You could have a PhD in it, couldn't you? And it's just why. What, what, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get a little white ball into a slightly bigger hole in as few shots as possible. So wherever I can, I try and get people to just play golf. And all the other stuff we will talk about, 
but it's just about building it from there. So that's kind of how we started the podcast and that's kind of how I've sort of played my golf, I suppose, throughout the years is try and get it done. It doesn't have to be pretty. Um, we just need to get it done, get it started, get, get it moving famous, forward. There's a famous saying, isn't there, by Bobby Jones? About how you can get you can get bad breaks from good shots and good breaks from bad shots, all of that sort of stuff. Golf is just one of those sports where the ball, the golf ball doesn't care what the swing looks like. All the golf ball knows is the kind of the mechanics of it and stuff like that, and what you actually do to get that ball in the hole. Yeah, and, and like, like I said, there. Sorry. No, no, it's it just by chance. I've been given um, a photo of Ben Hogan at, at the range from some friends and it's mm. literally just got encaptured uh, with keenness and determination. There's nothing you can't accomplish, which I think is kind of a good sort of statement for the diehard golfers and anybody that's trying to achieve anything really at the minute. And that's it. And I always say as well, I would, I would take a lot of confidence and motivation from the fact that if you look on the golf pro, uh, on the pro tours now and how many of those have got the exact same swing? None. None. Golf is such a unique sport. And that there, that comment that you've just said should give a lot of golfers hope that no matter what your swing looks like, with hard work, determination, ability to kind of deal with setbacks and all of those sorts of things, anything is possible. Yeah. It's not, like, that... it's not like football or, or uh, to an extent hockey or volleyball, whoever those sorts of sports where there is a technique that, that is pivotal to have. Golf is one of those sports where your job is simply to get the ball from what from the t- uh, from the the tee box to the hole. Yeah, and you know, on, and on that sort of, there's no technique or anything like as brutal as it is. Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, any of those boys are not going to be Olympic rowers. No, they are just not genetically geared. They're not over six foot six. They wouldn't even get past the talent ID part of it. You've got to be over six foot six. You're over six That's foot it. six. No, great. Well, you ain't you ain't you ain't going to have a little look. And there are obviously smaller and bigger ones, but. Mm. That's that's part of it, isn't it? And that's that's a really big thing. For sort of moving on just a little bit to like the current situation and appreciating obviously that the time being, I know we sort of alluded to it um a little while ago. What what would you say could be a really good place for for people that are I don't know, maybe stuck in they're gonna be stuck in the house. Let's start with the people that are stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. People that are stuck in the house listening to us sort of have a witter on whilst they're probably feeding the plants, getting irritated with the cat knocking on the door to go in and out and the dog <laughs> going in and out. What What's the simple things that they could start with? Because like for me, it would be putting. It's a simple one if you've got carpet or you could put something out. Um, get, a, get a putting green out That's if it. you've got one or a little cup or a little glass, just putting into it. Put a five pence piece out, put to that. So for me, it would be putting. Where, where, would, where would you start? I would be exactly the same as you, Matt, but what I would say is add that little bit of consequence, that little bit of of, um, of consequence to enable that practice to kind of be beneficial for you. So, not so is that like... of, it's not just a case of doing the same putting drill and hitting 100 balls over and over again, because that could be similar to what a range session is. I'm a big advocate of make it competitive. And whether that's the case, so, you've seen challenges going around. So having to make, um, so put a five pence down, measure five foot, and you have to make 10 of those out of 20. Okay. So could the consequence be, I don't know, put a bet on with your significant other, who's mm-hmm. going to be doing the dishes? Perfect. 
I mean, look at that. That's definitely going to drive my motivation because I don't like washing up as it is. Okay, so that that's one. Like for me, what I would like to see people do is like I love like some of the word or the phrase mm. um, focus attention techniques. Yep. So for me, it would be just focus on literally the task. If you you it doesn't matter about hitting it straight over the coin. It's got to finish within nine inches of the yeah. back of that coin. So it's about being accurate and precise. And there's a real, really good reason for why I said nine inches as well. Mm. Someone, not me, but definitely someone in the very sad scientific part of the golfing community decided to work out how hard the ball would have to go for the ball to finish inside the hole. And the average speed would be nine inches past. So if you're within nine inches okay. of going past the hole, it should catch the lip and go in. Obviously it's a bit different now because we can put yeah. the flag in. This research is a little bit old. So, you've got that as well. So there's another bit. You can't just hit it over. You've got to keep it within those nine inches. And the great news about that is you shouldn't three put from nine inches. Yeah. I like we, it. Well, well, I hope anyway. There's, yeah, I'm sure there's someone I'm sure there's someone out there that's been, you know, where they walk up to it and they miss it, like they have that air shot above the ball. <laughs> we all know that one guy. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like exactly what you just said there where you, where you spoke, spoke about focusing on the task, actually, element of it. And I think that's that comes down to um, a massive area of, of the psychology world in terms of actually focusing on the process over the outcome. So the process would be, so the outcome of that one there would be to hold the putt from the nine foot or a five foot, or however long is the depth. That would be the outcome of the, the activity. The process, however, would be the actual skill of putting. And uh, what tends to happen for people that are outcome-based is they tend to kind of focus purely and simply on that and actually forget about the, the mechanics of the actual skill, which is the putting. So, like, to sort of... I'm not, I don't want to sort of push on to another subject, but mm. we te- I would say they're the, uh, the angry chimps. Yeah. So the ones that are outcome-focused, they don't really focus on a process. They get really angry. It's everybody else's and everything else's fault other than their own. Mm-hmm. That's it. All that, or the, the, the pure and simply, if they miss that putt, it's purely and simply uh, down to them sort of thing. So what, what can we do to explain outcome versus process in a little bit more, well, clarity? We'll look, not look for detail, we're looking for clarity. Yeah, so uh, process would be focusing on every single part leading up to the actual skill as well. So it'd be the actual routine of that you would actually participate in before the actual put. Okay, so the Fact, process so like for my small step sorry. by step skills. Sorry, go on. I interrupted. Carry on. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, so it'd be the, the small step by step processes that you need to do to ensure or to even make a put in general. Whereas okay, cool. outcome so, would be saying, and, and you define your your worth or your success based on the outcome. So if you pot it, you're a success. If you don't, you're a failure, that sort of thing. That is the ten, that's the tendency of outcome-focused individuals, whereas process are, okay, they're almost trying to alleviate or try and remove the outcome from the, from the actual task and say to them, if I focus on step one, step two, step three, step four, then make the putt, I'll be success or I or I whatever happens, I'll be I'll be able to focus on that. Fantastic. 
I like that. I like the idea. And, you know, lots of people hear about going on about pre-shot routines. Mm. The same people will also be like, oh, my God, Matt used to take forever hitting a shot. Mm. I think yeah, there's if definitely if I was playing amateur golf now, there's there would probably be a comparison between me and DeChambeau at some point. I didn't think I was ever that slow, <laughs> um, but I was very much process driven. I used to love a practice swing. I didn't hit as many golf balls as everybody else, mainly because I couldn't afford to. But that's a different conversation. Um, and it's that actually the process is always going to treat me better than the outcome. That's it. And it's. I've always got control of that. Once the ball leaves the club face, I mm. haven't got control of that. Yeah. All of the other stuff I have control over. And that's the bit I always used to take a lot of, I th- a lot more solace in is the fact that, you know, like it, a good example would be like when you start a diet, yeah. you've got control over everything you stick in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then if you can get to the gym and you can add those things in, like you have to do it, but like the biggest thing is what you stick in your mouth which is ultimately the one thing you've got the most control over. Yeah. And that's the same with the pre-shot routine. It was like, well, I can think, I could choose to think about the negative of missing this putt, mm-hmm. or I can choose to think about all the things I'm meant to think about, which Brilliant. would be, I'm going to line this up. I got really soft eyes. I'm not really tense looking at it. I've got nice mm-hmm. soft eyes looking at the target. I can see the break. It's going to break in on the right-hand side. So it's got a little bit of right to left on it. I just feel it and see it going into the hole. Brilliant. I like that. You said feel it and uh, feel it and see it. That sort of stuff. That's brilliant. One of the questions that I ask is, where is the only part on the time continuum where your mind and body can be connected? So what I want to do is I want, I want the listeners to visualise a timeline. So we've got a timeline. We've got three different stages. We've got the past, the present and the future. So my question is, where is the only time or where is the only part on that timeline that our mind and body can be connected? Ooh, I like that. I like that. Are we going to leave it hanging? Would you want to have a go? Do you want to have an answer? What would you say? I want to to say, as I bring my eyes back from the target, I take my club back and I just react. It's about a reaction. So if I'm, I don't want to drive is an easy example. As I bring my eyes back on the target down to the club, I pull the trigger and everything's got to, everything's got to work. Brilliant. Yeah. So if you had to say, if you had to say on that timeline, so whether it's past, present or future, where, where is that? Where is the only part on that timeline? Present. Present. Perfect. Okay, and this is exactly why we shouldn't be outcome focused because where is the outcome on that timeline? Uh, Past. So it could be past if we've actually missed the put before, but in the one that we're about to attempt. Before. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say it's the future as well because we are literally about to make that put. So we haven't made that put yet. But if we're focused on it, how much control do we have over that? Focused on the outcome of the putt. Sorry, Lyle, I'm losing yes, a bit yeah. of signal then. Yeah. You, you, well, you haven't got any, well, you've got a lot of fo- you've got a lot of control on your focus of where you want your focus to be, I'm gonna say. Brilliant. Um so you've so got I'm control, gonna... you've got control over the present, over what you're thinking, and that is your process. Yeah. So any any anyone that is outcome orientated is gonna be in the future. And in the future, um how much do, how much control do we have? None. None. Or a very limited amount. But do we have more control in the present? 100%. Yeah. 
And that's that's how that's how I would break it down with a client that is very outcome focused. I would say to them, look, this is the step by step process. You are staying in the now. You're not thinking Love in it. the future. You're staying in the now because in this now, in your little bubble of control, you have more things. So coming back to what's happening literally around the country and yes. around the world right yeah, sorry, now. Sorry, we digressed a little bit there. <laughs> no, 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 it's great. And I think that's the point of this. It's like coming back to like what's going on right now. Those are skills, past, present and future. You can think about the past. If I did this and if I would have done that, maybe this wouldn't have happened or whatever. Nothing you could do about it. Mm. You can't think about... Well, you can. You could potentially think about being in the Bahamas. I would, I'd definitely rather be in quarantine in the Bahamas, by the way, guys. I'm, I'm yeah. a massive advocate of it. If you're in a bad place, the Bahamas on a beach <laughs> isn't a bad place. It's I'm not a bad just, place at all. I'm just looking out at the wind howling through, but the sun is quite quite bright. I'm thinking, oh, that's a good idea. I wouldn't <laughs> mind being there. But so looking into the future isn't, isn't really going to help you. But the little things that you could do right now, whether it's going for that walk that you said you were going to go and do. So for us locally, I know there's lots of people that would love to go and walk Penavan. Just a big old mountain up in there, up in the Brecon there. And they want to go out and do that. For our older listeners that are just stuck in the house and, and don't can't walk particularly far. Yeah. And you just maybe get around the house if you can get around the house, if it's a, if you've got a little bit more to it and you can go for a bit of a walk around the block and there's no That's one around. Or even take or even advantage. There, gardens we we, oh. we have gardens getting out into the garden listening just by listening to the sound of the wind the trees the birds whatever it is just by getting out there even if it's for five ten minutes and just change changing our surroundings i think that's the real key because it could be very easy for us to sit in an armchair or sit on the couch and watch tv all day and have a, a similar similar um environment around us by changing that we then have to it can just change our mental health or our attitude towards specific areas. And I think that's a really, 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 really big deal for the people that, that are going on right now. So if you can get out, we're not just all about the golf at the minute. There's bigger things than golf and sport going on. Um, just get out. If you can, yeah. for that five or 10 minutes whilst the weather's good and when the weather's bad, like I'm kind of gutted I didn't listen to my mum teaching me how to crochet now. I wish I would have had something to do. <laughs> That's um, but I'm going to be grabbing some books and, and reading through some books. So on that, I thought I would give my, I've got a little library of books at the driving range. Mm. I'm, I'm going to give two books that I would, if anybody can get hold of them or they want me to drop them off in, in my local area in the Ronda, play golf, give me a shout. Easy read. So I'm going to go for, if you're, after something that is technical but simple, I'm going to recommend Harvey Pennick's Little Red Book of Golf. Um, it's a great little book. I'll post a picture of it as well in, in the afterthoughts in terms of Instagram and Twitter and everything else. And I'm also going to recommend by Dr. Bob Rotella with, with Bob Cullen. It's Golf is Not a Game of Perfect. They're going to be... Great book. Mike. I can second that as well, Matt, with Bob Rotella. Really, really good Fab, book. Have you got, have you got any? Um, yes, just by listening to that, I think there is a, um, there's a book out there called Around in My Mind, and it's by Dr. Paul McCarthy and um, Mark Watson. I think I might have got that wrong, but Dr. Paul McCarthy is uh, one of the resident psychologists, well, the first ever resident psychologist at St. Andrews. 
Oh wow! And, and the book is is a fantastic concept of basically it's an eighteen hole uh, round discussion with a psychologist. So it presents eighteen different issues that you could have on the golf course, and then it addresses them in the book. Hate to say it, but I'm going to rob that for a couple of podcast ideas. Yes, and stuff, absolutely. Yes, I absolutely. like that. No, I, I absolutely. <laughs> I really like it. I'm going to ask. We said before we're going to finish with some questions for you guys. Mm. So. I'm not sure whether I want to make it like a proper sporty one, like some general knowledge or some obscure knowledge. Um, I'm, I'm going to make it personal, see if anybody can find it. Yep. So I want to find the most obscene disqualification. <laughs> and I'm going to leave that one there for people to have a, have a little think about. I what like about that one. I like it. No, I think I think if we if we give it to that, I think if we keep it down to that one to start with, and then I'll have a little think about for some of the next ones. Fab, I look I like forward it. to it. Brilliant. Right, right, guys, we're going to call it a day. Right now, it's, there's there's plenty of stuff that we've spoken about. There's definitely a lot of uh, different subjects. There's some in depth stuff for you, and we're looking for subject matter. Just come up, have a talk to us. Anybody in the Ronda? Like, you know, like I am open right now. Um, until the government tells us that golf facilities are, are not good. But right now, you can come in, you walk through this hand sanitizers, you walk onto the range, there's at least three metres between each bay. I thought I'd have to go every other bay, but there's three metres between every bay. There's not a lot of uh, really tight group of people. Um, the golf balls are already pre-dispensed. All the grips, if you're going to rent clubs, by the way, are already clean with anti-back. Um, and all the services are cleaned on a 15-minute scale if we've got people on site. I'm not that busy, so it's when it, when people are coming through. Um, and if they wanted to get their golfing fix, please, 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 if you're struggling with anything psychology-wise, get in touch with Lyle. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic sports psychologist. And from the people that I've been in touch with over the years, Lyle is by far and head and shoulders above anybody I've ever worked with or had the pleasure of working with. And that's not just because we're on a podcast and I got to blow smoke up his ass because I'm not that type <laughs> of person. And anybody, and genuinely anybody that knows me, I've got a little bit of calling a spade a spade in me. Yeah. He's he a great word, guy. I appreciate those kind words, Matt. But like I said, all the hard work was done by yourself. And I think it's, it's, it's good from my perspective to see our relationship go from that to now we are on these podcasts where we can discuss all of these things and we can really help other golfers. And, not, and like you said there, not just golfers in general, but just anyone who, who wants to listen, anyone who wants to send in some questions. Um, I think that's it. And to be fair, let's just play golf. I think that's, that's the idea behind it. Fantastic. Let's keep golf, let's keep golf going. Let's, let's set up this community spirit and let's, let's sort it. Oh, also a shout out to any pros in the area that want to get in on it. It doesn't matter whether you're up and down the country. We've just figured out how to use this. We can add more people to the podcast. It'd be great to have a, a big old group conversation about how wild, I don't know, the government's being, you know, apparently they had no money and all of a sudden they've hit the little pot <laughs> of gold somewhere that I'm quite impressed with. Um, or whether it's, I don't know, pick a subject. We're not worried. Just get in on it as a golf pro. Whether it's how how can we make golf quicker? How can yeah. we get more women and girls into golf? Anything we're into, literally, we want. If you've got an opinion on something golf, we want to hear about it. Absolutely, Fab. Thank you very much, Lyle. And I will probably give you a call once I hang up this, if that's okay. Yes, absolutely.
Brilliant. Cheers, Thank you very much. You. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Also, guys, please do not forget to give us a like, share, and subscribe. Um, whether it's through Spotify, iTunes, I think we're mainly on Spotify at the moment. Um, find us on Instagram. I'm Just Play Golf. Uh, Facebook is Just Play Golf at Penrice. My name's Matthew Fithian. Lyle Kirkman is Spark Performance on Instagram and on Facebook. Get on there, give us a shout out, and post all your questions. Thank you very much. Stay tuned.